Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. Episode 22, Painted Target Podcast. So, going to talk about perceptions today. It's been coming up a lot online. I think there's a lot of different um, definitions of it. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Conor McGregor's interview with Tony Robbins. I don't know how many of you guys follow UFC or MMA or any of that. But we're going to start talking more about that on this podcast because really this podcast needs um, some more normal stuff too. It can't be all about the same thing. You know, in life, everybody's got different layers. Everybody's into different things or doing different things. And the truth is you could pull a lot of information from different situations. And when you follow something like you know, sports or any athletes, the UFC, etc. These guys are on heavy journeys. You know, they're doing, we hear about the hero's journey. Well, in a lot of ways, that's what these guys are doing. And, you know, you have to look into it. You have to see because we're all learning from each other. So there's a lot of avenues that you can explore. So perception have a quote here from Epictetus and it's he says here keep constant guard over your perceptions for it is no small thing you are protecting but your respect trustworthiness and steadiness peace of mind freedom from pain and fear in a word your freedom for what would you sell these things So the definition on Wikipedia of perception is perception is the organization, identification, and interpretation of sensory information in order to represent and understand the presented information or the environment. So two key words out of those quotes are freedom and presented information or the environment. So you could almost argue that, I mean, perception is extremely important because you're using the information that you get from your environment. You're, you're taking that and putting it to good use, you know? So if you mess that up, you're going to have a lot of problems. I would look at perception as basically a context It's the context that you use to go through life. I don't think it has anything to do with being positive, being negative. It's just a context. So if you're taking information from your environment or from your situation, especially sensory information, and then you have the organization, identification, and then the representation, as the definition says, of that information in your environment, There you go. I mean, if you take the information at hand and you interpret it in a certain way, that's going to make that information. That's going to make that environment. 
So that is extremely important. And I think there's a big difference between being more positive, so to speak, and having a what we would call optimal context. Because really it's subjective to yourself. Dr. Hawkins, David Hawkins, talks about in almost every one of his books about subjectivity in the sense that Everything is subjective for people that are quote unquote enlightened or aware or awake or whatever. It's subjective because we didn't come from the same place. We didn't, we don't have the same blocks that we have to undo in our life. It's subjective. You know, my personal definition of enlightenment or awareness or freedom is just knowing how things work. And there's, you know, a lot of people out there that talk about that. It's just the idea of having the information about your situation, like perception, and knowing that you may have some programming that has to do with that or a perception. So in other words, to me, awareness, enlightenment, whatever, is nothing more than saying, okay, if I'm looking at something and I have a certain perception about it, I know that it's a perception. If I look at, you know, if you go to war to a country and then for the rest of your life you look at that country as a shithole or, you know, whatever bad memories you have, okay, you could still have those bad memories. You could still have that kind of negative outlook on it but you know that it's bullshit you know that it's a programming you or a program you know that it's something that comes from something else which means it's not true it's just this happened in my life therefore I feel this boom and you're stuck in it so when you're not stuck in it that's that's the point so perception is the key that unlocks that door. You know, it's it's how you take your information, how you look at your information, and what you do with it. So I always talk about choice, and in a lot of ways, perception, that's your choice. You know, you want freedom from pain, you want freedom from all this, that's your choice, it's your perception. So I brought up the Conor McGregor interview with Tony Robbins that, I heard some bits of randomly. I wasn't honestly planning on listening to it because I figured it would be a little too um, like in the motivational sphere because, you know, people like Tony Robbins, they have a lot of good information. I mean, obviously the guy didn't get that successful because he doesn't have, you know, some good data to put out. But I didn't know where this interview was going to go, but there's a few points that, Connor brings up in these interviews or in this interview and he talks about maintenance he talks about other athletes he talks about how where he came from you weren't supposed to make it you weren't supposed to be big and he also talks about passion and how if you don't have passion for something or you could just call it dedication then you're not going to want to do it you know it's like they say work isn't work when you love doing it So there were some interesting points there because he brought up people like LeBron James and, you know, Tom Brady and these successful types and 
talked about how they put so much effort into themselves, money and time into themselves in the off season. So this kind of ties into like a context and a perception because what are you doing while you're not being successful? You know, what what is your perception when you're just sitting in your house or what is your perception or your context to be successful? You know, what is it? In other words, these people aren't successful. They aren't good at what they do because they have a shitty perception or a shitty context. You know, McGregor was, you know, he worked his way up. He won that one belt. Nobody said he could win it. Then they definitely said he couldn't win the other belt in the other weight class, and he did it. So he's had a few losses recently, but even in this interview after those losses and after you know some of the drama and all that, he isn't necessarily motivated or positive. He just is in the context of, hey, it's not over. You know, it's time to get to work. This is my passion. This is what I do. He even talks about his whiskey company. It's his passion. That, the fighting, the training. You know, he trains year-round now, he said. He doesn't just do the camps. So, you know, there's things to be learned from this because he could have easily got on there, which some people are saying he did, and just be extremely positive and, you know, or tough or I'm coming back, ego, whatever. But his outlook was essentially, this is what I am, this is what it is, and it's going to work itself out because this is my passion, you know. So it's, this is a lot of what I, of what I present in a lot of my writing and stuff like that is, it's not about being positive or negative or motivated. It's about asking why you need that stuff in the first place. So for someone like him, he doesn't necessarily need that stuff because his passion is what he does. So he doesn't need to wake up and necessarily be motivated because it's his passion. You know, that's what he does. And he did bring up that he had motivation issues at some time. But I think he's beyond that now. You know, I read I read something the other day by a climber, really successful climber. He's climbed Everest with no oxygen. He's doing a bunch of things now, you know, these big 8,000 meter peaks. And he said something about he did Everest without oxygen, but he still came down and didn't feel successful. So the reality is, you know, there's no way I could come down from a mountain like that and not feel successful. I mean, there's just no way that that's not my context, but he openly admits that he's had those problems um, in life, you know, with depression, anxiety, whatever it was. So what he's doing now, it's why I'm bringing it up is he's asking why, because people are calling him out and they're saying like, dude, your, your context, your perception on things is off. So, you know, that's how important this stuff is. These guys, these, you know, McGregor's and Brady's and LeBron James, you better believe that while everybody has their hiccups those guys are not walking around all day with a bad perception or they would never have made it to where they're at 
So our perceptions either keep us locked in a mental box or they help us excel. I mean, it's all about that context. If your context, the way I see it is context or the proper perception is the space between being positive or negative. It's the space between, you know, just such a big gap of polarity. You know, I feel good today. I don't feel good or whatever. It's that space in the middle that says no matter what I feel, this is my outlook. You know, you're not going to be successful by sitting and focusing on things that don't help you or get you where you want to be. And, you know, I get hit on that in my personal life many times where people have told me forever, you know, you don't have any feelings, you don't have emotions, you don't have this or that. But the truth is I don't have time to waste on things that don't make a difference. So if something sad is coming up or has happened, like anyone, you're going to feel it. But my perception of that, my context of that is not going to be to sit in that it's going to be, okay, that's it, that's truth, because it's happening, or it's going to happen, or it did happen, that's it, so the next step is what, you know, if you just look at something, feel it, tuck it away, and say what the next step is, you're going to have a problem, because it's going to come up later, but if you stare at it, and say, yep, this, this, this doesn't feel great, yeah, wish it didn't happen, but it did, what am I going to do, That's proper perception, you know, context. Everyone's is different. Subjectively, some will sit on things more than others, but it's where you place your focus. It really is. So here's another quote from Kapil Gupta, MD. You guys, a lot of you guys know him. He's on Twitter. Has a website, has a newsletter. He has a podcast now too. And he says it could be accurately said that a man has not seen reality since he was a child. He has never seen the way things truly are. He has only seen reactions that have arisen from interpretations and interpretations that have arisen from thinking. That was from an article he wrote called Thought is an Unwakened State. So I'm going to read that part again. He has only seen reactions that have arisen from interpretations. So the definition of perception was how you interpret information. So if you're interpreting it as positive, negative, good, bad, I wish this didn't happen, whatever the hell, that's what you're going to live. You react off of your information and then you stay stuck in that box and you're done. I think... Honestly, I think a lot of people have never really lived a day in their life. And I think when they're sitting in a rocking chair, when they're whatever age, they're going to regret it. You know, but the easiest way to not regret something is by having the proper context now. You know, being in a position where you have that awareness Because it's not, none of this stuff that I talk about or any of these things are magical or special. They're really not. It's just being in a position where you're not focusing on the stuff that does nothing for you.
you know, there's nothing good that comes from an obsession in the wrong direction is how I would put it. So right now, even in my life, it's a good example. It's a really good example for the people that have been following me for a while. You know, I was in a career path for a long time, did the same work for a long time and got hurt, got out. You know, a lot of people don't ever get out no matter what happens. But I was faced with a choice and I made the hard choice. So everything that could happen in the span of that, dropping a career, um, just anything that comes with that, investing, you know, properties you own, all these life things that kind of happen, especially at a younger age, you know, it's it comes with its set of problems so to speak anxieties blocks issues and i have just been nailed with them for the past realistically for the past two or three years but much more so now and really a lot of these things that have happened while they're somewhat small things are things that would break people you know it it, the only way i can explain it would be like investing You take your time, you take your money, you put it somewhere and you hope it works out. But the guys that are good in that are good at investing aren't hoping they're just doing and they know it'll work out. So that's where I'm at now in my life. Personally, I'm putting a lot of investing into certain sectors of it, but I couldn't sit here and say that it's a guarantee. It's going to go any one way. It's really not a guarantee. Is it going to work out? Yeah, it's going to work out. That's a difference between your context and your perception is it's a little weird now, but it's going to work out because you can't put in the work and it not work out. That's the difference. That's the context. So these situations, I mean, people get into survival mode, dropping careers, moves, you know, um, investments that we have and, properties and it's just it's all those things that come with it it's it's most people would call it stressful I call it more or less annoying because it would be nice if you didn't have to deal with any of it but that's not realistic you know I talk about truth well the truth is it is what it is so you put out that effort you put out that work and you know that it'll work out but the funny thing is everybody says that you know, they, everybody says that, put in the word, you know, these positive quotes and all this dog crap that you see online, you know, put in the work and it'll work out and affirmations and all this. Look, the truth is you can't be a professional, be somebody that's good at something, have the right context, have the right perceptions and it not work out. You can't. It works out if you do the right work. The difference is putting all your work into the material, into the physical, is not always enough. Because five years ago, if I was in a position like this, there's no way on the planet I'd be able to handle it. I would be wrestling with it. It would be mechanical. It would be fighting with life. And now, I just sit back and watch. I put in the work. I pull back. Observe. Because really, on one hand, 
there's nothing else you can do. I mean, quite literally, there, there's nothing else you can do. If you invest in something in the stock market or whatever, you put that money in and you watch, you observe, you check the data, but you, I mean, you're not forcing anything. So context, perception, call it what you will, it's extremely important. And for anyone that is, you know, having issues in your life, it would be better for you to look at your outlook, your context of that issue than the actual issue, at least to a certain point, because most of us sit on these issues and we just sit on them and sit on them and sit on them, but it's not doing anything because you have to go farther than that. Maybe your perception, maybe your outlook is why your situation's so jacked up. I listened to um I listened to a podcast the other day and the guy was talking about how basically we get stuck in these loops where we kind of use hope to feel better. You know, it's like it's like I said, you have hope, which is a lot of these positive, you know, quotes. Put in the work and you know it'll work out. Yeah, and all this hope. And yeah, it's so great. But there's nothing beyond that. It's just read a positive quote, put it on my you know door and go, yeah. And every time I leave, yeah, it's great. Awesome. But it's BS because you're not feeling it. You haven't done the work inside. Your context is still shit. Your perception's bad. So you have to have more than that. But in this podcast, he said, we use hope to feel better. But hope can only come from challenges. So it's kind of like life has its resistance, has its challenges, and then we get hope, and then we transcend those challenges, but then we're right back in the loop. And he was like, man, you know, it's kind of depressing because the loop just never ends in life. And in some ways, he's right, but here's my response to that. If you have that information, and you know it with a capital K, then how can it control you? That's what I'm trying to tell, you know, you guys in my writing and in this is if you have the data that life goes in these kind of up and down loops of hope and challenge and all these things, if you know that, you know, the ups and downs, the duality, the good, the bad, then how can it affect you? Because if you know, it's like I've been saying, if you know the rules of the game, then the rules don't matter. You know, somebody that's playing professional sports at a high level is not walking around consistently thinking of the rules. He's just taking action because he knows the game. He doesn't have to worry about the rules because he knows the game and he won't violate the rules. So and so when I hear a comment like that, which is somewhat true, you know, problems and challenges and we get caught in hope and all this, I think, well, now that I know that information and I've subjectively certified it, like I could feel it and I'm like, yep, he's right. Then how is it going to affect me? Because when something good happens, if it pops in my head, oh man, the bad's right around the corner or there's a challenge coming or whatever, the second that I see that, the second that I have that data and I say, yeah, that's kind of how life has worked, up one second, down the rest, 
I immediately detach from that because I know the information. It's like if a tornado's coming at your house, there's no possible way that you can get out of the way. You're 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 at your front door staring at this tornado. It's coming. Like you can run, you can sprint, you can get in the car. There's no damn way that you're getting away from it. What purpose does it serve you to sit there and freak out? What purpose does it serve you to sit there and be depressed? Go to a safe spot and wait it out. Maybe it doesn't work out. But what can you do? You know, and that's what I'm trying. That's the point I'm trying to make here is when you have this information, whether you experience it, you read it, you hear it, it should be enough to essentially be past it, be above it, transcend it. And that's the point of all this stuff is it's gathering that information. And once you have it, it shouldn't be such a problem. So perceptions are gathering that information. What do you do with it? Context, it's the same thing. What do you do with it? My, you know, I had, I had someone ask me this online the other day, kind of what my outlook is on life, because you can look at my stuff and on one end, it sounds kind of pessimistic, kind of nihilist. And then on the other end, it's kind of maybe motivating. I hate that word, but if you want to call it that, my outlook on life is life is... It is what it is. Tornado's coming at my house. It's coming at my house. I'm not going to, you know, I, I do, I put in the work. I respond as needed. But I have a real problem spending time and energy on things that just don't matter. I, I have, I have a big problem. And, you know, there's kind of a, there's like a Zen saying where like a guy's kicked off a cliff and the whole time he's going down the cliff because there's nothing he can do. He's looking at the at the roses and the plants and he's like, man, that's beautiful or that's this or that's this. And then the next second he's not here anymore. You know, so this stuff sounds very intense, you know, like, golly, man, you know, you got to get some feeling or something. Well, I feel things when they need to be felt. But beyond that, you could argue a lot of it is a waste of time. And as humans, our biggest issue is we take things too far. You know, the tornado's coming at your house. Okay, there it is. I've observed it. I have the information. Okay, can I get out of the way? No, I cannot. Okay, so I'm going to go to the safest part of the house and hope it works out. You might as well listen to this podcast while it's going on. I mean, it just doesn't matter. So that's why my context is a little bit across between kind of a stoic outlook and kind of a, you know, Eastern outlook, but I don't give a shit about those titles. You know, you have to subjectively find what works for you, but I can tell you that, you know, your perceptions and your context are what are going to ultimately guide you through life. So somebody on Twitter asked me, I'm going to answer this and then end it, um, how to move intellectually, understanding the ideas about the mind and awareness, and then internalizing it and dropping it. I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is you have to realize right off the bat that this in itself is just the mind. 
you know, you're looking for a place to put these ideas. So you could say, oh, this is what I do. And I have four steps and five steps to being more motivated and positive and all this shit you see on the internet. But really that in itself is the mind trying to in, you know, put things in a box. So the best bet is really, as I just said, is to be aware of how that works and know that that's kind of like, you know, it's like trying to transcend the mind, so to speak, but sitting around thinking all day of how to transcend it. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. So you need to know that you need to know that, Hey, these ideas that I have, these things about the mind and all this are great. I've done some learning. I know what's going on, but I'm dropping it. That's it. I've read the books. I've, I've listened to the podcast. I've done all these things. Got it. I'm dropping it because for me, the definition of dropping and why dropping is so easy for me is because once I gather that information, there's nothing more left to look at. That's truth. If you sit here today and say, well, you read a book, which we've all done, and that book just speaks to you. I mean, it's like this book changed my life. You put that book down and things automatically drop. Things automatically release because you gain the information that you needed at the time. That's what we're all doing by listening to these podcasts, by doing this. We're exchanging information. So that's how you let things go is you say, yep, I'm sitting here intellectualizing, philosophizing, whatever the words are, about the mind, but that is mind. So if you were to say, what isn't the mind, what isn't constant thought, what, what is it not? It's sitting here right now. If you want to read a book, read a book. If you want to make a podcast, make a podcast. If you want to look out your window and count how many freaking, you know, petals there are on a flower, you do that. What's beyond the mind is what's right now. And that's not some, you know, that's what everyone says. The now, the now, right now, the moment. Yeah, but it's actually the truth because the mind's in the future and the mind's in the past. So all you need to do is say, well, I want to go take a walk. You take a walk. I'm going to go work out. You work out. I'm going to go watch a freaking of all things like an MMA fight. I watch them. I think the athleticism is unbelievable and what they do to prepare for them. But you know what? That's what you do. That's it. You don't sit there and watch a football game and think of what happened to you 10 years ago. So the way to drop things is take the information or mentally drop things. You take the information that you have, what you know, what you've studied, what you've learned, and then you go right back to this moment. Yep, the mind's a freaking prison. It keeps us stuck. Okay, back to my book, back to my run, back to my walk, drop it. The data is all there, guys. It's all there. There's too much out there nowadays to not figure it all out. But you have to drop it once you do. So keep an eye on your context. Keep an eye on your perceptions. And like he said at the beginning, you know, it's no small thing because if you don't keep your eye on it, you're not free.
It's that simple. Anyway, so coming up, we're going to do a podcast. It's a little more normal. Talk about some stuff going on in the uh, MMA community, UFC community. Some of these fights coming up. We'll still talk about this stuff, but we're going to add a little more variety. So, all right, I'll see you guys then. This episode of the Painted Target Podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.